0: Welcome back to Nurse Talk, where laughter is the best medicine.
1: Welcome back to Nurse Talk. I'm Casey Hobbs, along with Shane Mason, and we're two of the thousands of nurses on duty today.
0: So, Casey, we mentioned at the top of the show that the Ebola outbreak has now killed at least 1,552 people in West Africa and is spiraling out of control, with international health care providers saying that they're not able to handle the crisis. The World Health Organization has warned that the number of Ebola cases could rise to 20,000. The number of diagnosed cases is widely believed to be underreported.
1: Healthcare workers have been hit particularly hard in this outbreak. As of last week, more than 240 healthcare workers have been infected and more than 120 have died. Half, that's so sad. Nurses are on strike to protest the lack of adequate protective equipment at one large hospital in Liberia, where to date almost 700 people have died.
0: The Registered Nurse Response Network, a project of National Nurses United, the nation's largest professional organization of RNs, has initiated a national fundraising campaign to provide desperately needed personal protective equipment for frontline health care workers caring for patients stricken by the Ebola virus.
1: Here with us to talk about this crisis and about the RNRN, or the Registered Nurse Response Network, is RN Bonnie Castillo. Bonnie is the director of the California Nurses Association, National Nurses United, RNRN. Welcome back to Nurse Talk, Bonnie. Always nice to have you with us. Tell us, what is the RN Response Network?
2: Thank you for having me. Uh, the Registered Nurse Response Network is a network of volunteer RNs, uh, over twenty thousand, who volunteer on a moment's notice, whether a disaster hits uh, domestically or internationally. We started shortly uh, after Hurricane Katrina, and then continued to do work. and we're, We deployed nurses uh, in in Haiti, uh, in uh, Hurricane Sandy, in uh, the most Uh, recent international deployment within um, Super Typhoon Haiyan uh, Yolanda.
0: Wow. So, and just a little bit about Ebola for our listeners, Uh, it's transmitted through direct contact with blood or bodily fluids of an infected person or through exposure to needles that have been contaminated with infected blood or bodily fluids. Healthcare workers must exercise extreme caution and follow CDC guidelines to ensure protection from infection. Now, that being said, your organization is fighting to send protective gear to healthcare workers in the affected. Areas? Why hasn't this been done already?
2: Well, the the response has been uh, frustratingly slow um, uh, on the international level, and I think that you know, unfortunately, I think there's a um, uh, a problem with not understanding how interconnected we all really are, and yes. that this is not just. Uh, West African uh, problem, and that uh, we truly are uh, international in our connections. and this is really just a matter of time uh, before it. if we don't all pull together, uh, this is what and, and can and contain it. This is what's going to create the problem this for for all of us. So we're not we're, we, we're not divorced from this from this problem. We all have to pull together and do uh, whatever we can. I think uh, what's good is that this is, uh, we can contain this. We know how to contain this. However, we do have to have the, the uh, proper amount, the, we need resources. And in terms of resources, it's really a matter of um, personnel protective gear and equipment.
1: And why do you think that that response is so slow? Because this is such a deadly Uh, virus, you would think that our response would be much greater knowing that we live in a global community where some of those folks can, you know, have access to move out of Liberia and to other places and then travel anywhere in the world.
2: Well, I think it really is just a a dismissal of understanding how um, at the even the local level that the borders are porous but also um, internationally we are all connected and so we all have a role in uh, containing uh, uh, the disease the pandemic and this is a containable uh, this is a containable uh, pandemic if we prioritize and all um, uh, contribute to Ensuring that there's adequate resources to protect all of the, pro- the providers and um, ensure that there's sufficient, uh, sufficient facilities for the population to go to.
0: So Bonnie, Doctors Without Borders emergency coordinator in Monrovia said that this is not an Ebola outbreak, but should be viewed as a humanitarian emergency, and that it needs a full-scale humanitarian response. So, are there World Health guidelines that should be followed for this that aren't being followed? Is this a standardized way of treating this disease and protecting them, uh, the healthcare workers?
2: Yes, and there, you know that that is beginning to happen now, and you are seeing that there are. Um, Countries, uh, the U.S., the EU, France, and um, even some of the manufacturers of this equipment are starting to uh, send send resources and send um, both in terms of the uh, personnel, protective equipment, but also in terms of uh, uh, healthcare providers to to boost uh, you know the ability to, uh, to to back those providers there um, up in trying to contain this. Um, as like I said before, this is containable, but we have to allocate the resources, and we need to do that quickly in order to to contain it.
1: So let's get to the specifics about what RNRN is doing and how people can help. The cost of a full set of personal protective equipment is approximately $350. Is that correct? That's correct. And I'm surprised that it's $350. Is that because I, I saw the piece that was done on TV about the our physician, one of the physicians who had the disease and actually recovered from the disease. And I saw the intricate gowning and gloving he went through. So is it because they're using so much equipment?
2: Well, you can't reuse this equipment. It's Ah. very important to now, um, even here in in, uh, the U.S., that we... Start to review and have um, of, of exactly how to don and doff this yes. personnel uh, protective equipment because it is it's, it is rather cumbersome, and uh, it it's important it's critical that it is uh, uh, donned appropriately and taken off um, to you know to ensure that there's no uh, uh, that there's no contamination.
1: I, and I do think, I, I saw how they were gowning and gloving, so it, it is far more intricate than what we do here, and I agree we do have to do some preparation.
0: Well, I'm a little confused. It seems like there's a mixed message, and maybe you can clear this up, Bonnie, because just on the, the media sources that I'm seeing, I hear the, the World Health Organization is saying, listen, we are getting overrun, we need all this equipment, but then it seems like the hospital's in America are saying any hospital is totally equipped to handle this disease. So is this just a little bit of crowd control that we're hearing here in America to, to to make everyone less afraid and that's not the case? Or what's the truth between those two messages?
2: Well, we have real concerns because we know in 2009 during the H1N1 outbreak was that the hospitals were not prepared. And in fact, um, right here in California, there was such a shortage of the uh, Uh, personnel protective masks, the N95, that the state uh, released the stockpiles. Only later to find out that those stockpiles, uh, the masks were actually defective.
1: So Bonnie, do you have any details about the nurses that are on strike to protest the lack of adequate protective equipment at one large hospital in Liberia where to date almost 700 people have died?
2: Well, literally, literally, the nurses' uh, lives are at stake, and they are striking, and they're striking for they're striking for their patients because we can't give hands-on care in spirit. It's it to for the nurses to go into the hospital without appropriate protective gear, and what we are hearing is that they're literally tearing old scrubs and cloths and wrapping their heads. Wow. in uh you know penetrable uh, materials, mm. this is uh, this is just so wrong, and I think that you know the nurses are taking it 's a very difficult um, it 's very difficult for nurses to stay away from the hospital because their instinct is to run in and help their patients, but at this point. Uh, as I said, they can't give direct care in spirit. They are taking, they are striking to force the, those facilities to uh, provide the appropriate protective care.
1: That is, that is outrageous. Uh, and with 120 of them already dead, um, that's half of, their, of the people who are infected. It's a pretty severe crisis. So, Bonnie, just quickly tell our listeners how they can help and where they can find out more information.
2: Sure. Um, they can go to the RNResponsenetwork.org and we are fundraising um, to purchase the personnel protective care. And we will be working with uh, organizations already on the ground, including the International Medical Corps and uh, who are working directly with Doctors Without Borders and the health ministries to get the, uh, the, the badly needed. Personnel protective care to the frontline health care workers.
0: All right, thank you so much. We've been talking with RN Bonnie Castillo. Bonnie's the director of California Nurses Association, National Nurses United, RN.